Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me as always is my co-host Adam Aniba of the Burgundy Gold Report. Hey Adam, have you had sufficient time hey. to recover from the draft? Oh uh, yeah, just a little bit. But you know, with, with the Washington fan base, it's, you know, of course everyone knows about the first pick. But now everyone, you know, is right. digging into the late round pick. So <laughs> I started from the, from the uh, seventh round. Up to the front, so I'll be putting out a lot of uh, content with that. But yeah, no, nah, it, it doesn't slow down, and we'll start getting in 2022 uh, prospects probably in the next wow. month and a half or so. Wow, 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 wow! I mean, you're you're always working, Adam. You're always trying to get us content. That's fantastic. <laughs> hey, I got to ask you this because it kind of hit me. Summer is just around the corner now. You know, are you a hot dog fan at all? You know what? When it comes to the grill, that's when I love hot dogs. You know, the boiled yeah. hot dogs. You know, like. Yep. Even, you know, like on the pan, I sometimes I had those when I was a kid. But the grilled hot dogs, that's what I'm all about. So to me, it's it's a game changer when it's on those. So as long as it's on the grill, I'm good to go. Yeah, you know, you you hit hit the nail on the head here because, you know, I'm from Chicago. I know you're in New York. We've all had uh, city dogs before, I think, you know, that's been soaking in lukewarm water all day. Um, Right. They cost you like $10. And you know what? I actually kind of dig it. I mean, I, 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 like you, prefer the grill hot dog. But there's something you can't replicate about a hot dog that's soaking in water all day. Uh, because the flavor <laughs> comes from that soaking water, I think. I don't think the CDC would recommend it, but it sure is tasty. You know, something's going on in there. Um, we may not see many of those post-COVID, but we'll see. Well, but, well, hey, in, I, in New York... In New York, yep. you're lucky if it's just one day that's been in the New York City vendor. So, but, that's but that makes it tastier. Multiple days of soaking hot dogs. That is some tasty hot dog water we're talking about now. Oh, that's good boy. Stuff. I know. That's disgusting. Sorry, everybody. I prefer it on the grill. <laughs> that's the best way to end that conversation right there. All right. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be, uh, now that we had a chance to digest the draft, we're going to be talking about our top 10 power rankings for the upcoming season. We'll also talk about the endless saga known as the Aaron Rodgers saga. And, we, we, and we're going to, have to talk a little bit about what might happen there, as well as Tim Tebow coming back to the NFL, the Jaguars, and much, much more. Let's get rolling. And that's the soundboard not working. <laughs> Awesome. We, you know what? It looks like um, Blog Talk just wants us to keep doing our intro. We were so funny during our intro, they won't let us get to the actual podcast. All right, here we go. Nope, they just, they just want us to hear this theme song. Well, you guys are in for a treat. We're going to have continuous theme song behind us today as we talk about all the things we're going to talk about. Fantastic. you got to love it. Hey, let's, let's, you know what? Let's just pretend that we hit the news intro. All right, let's go ahead to the top 10 power rankings, shall we, Adam? As I try to figure sure. out how to not drive our listeners crazy, and there we go. And seen as if on cue. Let's talk about our top ten power <laughs> rankings. Adam, why'd you fire away? Uh, you know, of course, you, you, you got to start with Tampa Bay. You know, they brought everybody back. You know, even the guys you didn't think they were resigned. And then at the end, they come out with pick number thirty-two. They go Joe Tryon from Washington, another pass outside linebacker, pass rusher. It's the rich get richer. And honestly, even as strong as Kansas City can be, I don't see a situation where anyone's going to unthrown them because. 
repeating the Super Bowl is always tricky, and it usually is because there's guys, prime free agents that leave, and they just can't hold the team together. This is one of the few situations compared to maybe the old New England teams who are able to keep everybody together from a Super Bowl run. So I think it's there to to lose on this one for sure. Yeah, no doubt. That's a good one for number one. Go ahead. Keep keep it rolling. Right. And then we go to Kansas City, number two, and the obvious. We don't really have to keep going with that. It's Mahomes, you know, with with the recent additions with the trade, you know, they replaced Fisher. So that offensive line was, you know, probably their biggest concern. You know, a guy that I was extremely high on coming into the draft was a middle linebacker uh, from Missouri, Nick Bolton. You know, he solidifies that linebacking core for me, and I think the defense is going to be a lot better with him. Uh, and then we go to you know, number three, and I think the Bills, this is pretty much on par what I saw on NFL.com. So the first three picks, I was on par with them. And, you know, the Bills, they just continue to stack that defense, that offensive line. You know, for Allen, I think it's just going to be a big year with that whole team. So, you know, three solid. Yep. Um, but my team to watch this year already, especially after the draft, is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, wow. A guy really high on the process, uh, Zayvon Collins. He got a lot of crap at the end of the process, including for me, because I had to take him off uh, Washington's board because we were looking at him as a Mike linebacker, but he actually went from 255 all the way to 270. Uh, and actually, we have all found out at the end it was nothing to do with laziness. He was going to be that outside linebacker. And mm-hmm. obviously, a team like Arizona and other teams were interested. So, you know, they picked him in the top 20. What are they doing this turned around? Not that they needed a receiver, but they got Dontrell Moore from Purdue. You know, this speedster single-handedly destroyed Ohio State. Uh, he had some durability concerns. Teams are looking at his height by 5'7 and change. But this guy did, I think it was a 42-inch vertical Still bench press. As a receiver, I think it was over 25 uh, reps in the bench press. I think his 40 was around that 4-3-2 range. So yeah. you're talking about him, Hopkins, and all the weapons they got. And then who they brought? They brought in Watt. You know, granted, he's yep. at the end of his career, but you're not bringing him in to be the man. You're just bringing him in for another piece. So the Cardinals, I went on about them, but they're my pick to be one of the best teams in the league. We wow. go number five, which is probably another surprise, uh, is the Cleveland Browns. I just yep. think they got a lot better. Uh, Greg Newsom, cornerback out of Northwestern, was one of my favorite cornerbacks in this draft. And I think by him adding to they have Greedy Williams and the other guys they have over there, they have a solid uh, defensive backboard. And that front line, you know, with Garrett is legit. Um, then we go right down the line, Seattle Seahawks. They just continue to add, add in weapons on offense, defense. They're going to continue to be strong. Wolves, do they have enough to take it to the next level? I'm not sure. I think there will be teams better than them. But for right now, they're number six. Number seven, big asterisk next to this because we're going to see how the quarterback saga turns out. But the Green Bay Packers, you know, they did address a receiver with uh, a Rodgers from Clemson a little later. You know, this speedster is really somebody that can get them some big yards underneath with um, all the other weapons they have on the outside. So they're solid number seven for me. Um, but a team, one of my favorite teams in the AFC coming out is the Indianapolis Colts. Um, yeah. I love what they were doing with Darius Leonard there, and they just keep stacking, you know, that defense, loading that defensive line. You know, we saw the trade last year with the 49ers getting their defensive tackle. Carson Wentz, it's a big question mark. Can he stay healthy? I think with the coaching staff that he had in Philadelphia now in Indianapolis, there's a lot of familiarity there. He had his best year under them. So I think he's in the best situation to succeed. And I think that offensive line is superior to what he ever had in Philadelphia. So I think, you know, they'll keep him upright, and I think they're going to have a really good year. Uh, yep. Number nine, uh, you know, with the Stafford acquisition, yes, I think that takes them to the next level. They're number nine now. I could easily see them, you know, being neck and neck with Cardinals in that top five spot. 
And then I rounded out, and, you know, this was a hard one because, to me, I don't think that um, they've taken a huge step forward, but the 49ers, um, I like the Lance acquisition, but I, I'd like to see how that pans out with the quarterback. If they're going to give him time um, and let Garoppolo play, I think, you know, they'll be able to squeak out some games. But until Lance is in there fully, I don't see them as a contender. And once he does get in there, I said this in the draft process when people kept talking about Mac Jones. Look right for the RG3 Washington 2012 offense when he comes in, a lot of zone read, you know, a lot of zone runs with their running back. So that's my top ten power rankings. And I have to say this before I switch to you. Yep. It was ridiculous where I saw Washington. And, again, I understand I'm a homer. <laughs> but you had, you had Jamin Davis in round one and Deame Brown with your second, third-round pick as your third weapon after McCorn and Samuel, and they're ranking him at 24. They actually had him at 19. This is NFL.com. And after the draft, they went 24. Only reason right. I, I can assume they did that is because they didn't get a quarterback. But, you know, that's blasphemy. And then the last one I'll say is the worst yep. one I saw was they said New Orleans Saints at number 10. You I saw that. Breeze, but you stick at number 10. I'm, I'm sorry. I, these, you know, these guys need to get some, you know, need some coffee or something because Not behind I said Winston we were, Hill, I was neck and neck with that. <laughs> right. You know, I, I was neck and neck with that first three picks, but then after that, yeah, they lost me. Yeah, all right. Well, that's some, that's some good ones there. I'm going to break that down in a second, but we have a caller on the line. We got Lou from New Jersey. Lou, are you there? Yes. All right, Lou, what's your question? Well, of course, concerning with the um, – I mean, are you really buying, what you know, with all this stuff with Aaron Rodgers? I know it's been a few weeks now, but I'm still not <laughs> buying with all that he's going to just drop out and whatnot. I mean, you know – Every every player gets you know especially the big players they get all they get all uptight and everything especially reach now the late in their career I just don't I just don't see it I mean he's only got what about one or two years left in him I don't see why he's you know making a big fuss about this now especially on the day on the day of the uh, first day of the draft I mean that was a thing trying to just pull a stunt yeah yeah so uh, let me let me take that real quick because you know obviously he signed through 2023 he's have to get traded uh, we're actually going to pick this up in detail later in the show but i'm glad you raised this because this really does impact my power rankings because i have the packers in my power rankings but that's assuming that aaron Rodgers is coming back and that's assuming that aaron Rodgers is coming back and even if he does come back he clearly is angry but we as we saw last year he can be angry and have no one around right. him and still just win but let me, you know, let's right. get a preview here from you, Adam. What are your yeah. thoughts on this uh, Aaron Rodgers saga? And we'll, we're going to hit this full on as soon as we get past the power rankings. But let's get, let's get, uh, mm-hmm. let's get uh, Lou's answer. Yeah, yeah. Briefly, <clears throat> I would say the news that came out today, I don't think anything has been official yet, but word is they've offered him some huge contract to try to mend right. it over. But I'll say it in a nutshell. After I, after I heard what Brett Favre said about it, I do think the writing is on the wall because, I think it's the early same situation where it was, it was just an unwillingness to sit at the table. So like you said, we'll talk about this a little more in depth, but for right now, I I do think it's going to happen. This is not a posture situation. This is just a situation where he's had enough. Yep, exactly. I, I can tend to agree yeah. with that as well. Being a Bears fan, I'm hoping he decides to hang it up or take off because I've had enough of him beating us down every year. But that being said, <laughs> yeah. you know, Great question, Lou. We appreciate oh, uh, it. Oh, one more thing. Uh, are you yeah. are you um getting, are you getting stuff for tomorrow's uh, big day because tomorrow is schedule day? Of course, of course, of course. We're stoked about schedule day. You know, it's uh it's uh, kind of funny because everyone's doing these mock schedules, and I'm like, for real? What's the right. what's the yeah. point of that? I don't. I don't you know? I'm, I'm with you. 
Let's just get to training camp and play the game. But thanks exactly. a lot, Lou. We appreciate you calling. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thanks, thanks so much, Lou. You know, as yeah. a podcaster, I don't buy into all the uh, you know the fake mock stuff. You know, I prefer I prefer the realism. <laughs> no matter what uh, Mel Kuyper, and I include you what Mel Kuyper says. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> yep. No, I I agree with you there. Well, thanks for calling in, Lou. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night, Lou. All right. Well, good question from Lou. Teeing it up for us. He's actually our he's our uh, transition guy now. Lou, thanks for that. We're going to transition you. A little preview for everybody. We call that a teaser. It's a little teaser for the rest of the show. All right. Let me get to my power, power, top ten power rankings, and we'll get to that discussion on Aaron Rodgers because there's a lot to break down there. All right. My, what I have at number one, uh, and Adam, I took a different approach. I put the Kansas City Chiefs at number one. You know, Basically, yeah. mm-hmm. they only needed protection for Patrick Mahomes. As you kind of mentioned, right. they got it. They're giving big dollars to Joe Sonny. They're traded uh, in, into the draft to get Orlando Brown Jr. Um, I still think they have the most dynamic offense in the league when Mahomes isn't hurt. Um, right. And I think that they can be – they're basically unbeatable when he's not hurt. So uh, banking on him being healthy, I think the Chiefs get that number one ranking. But number two is very, very close. It's, of course, the you know Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As you mentioned, Adam, they resigned everybody. It's the same team. So, I mean, how can you fail is what you could say. But you can – uh, they didn't do really a ton more else. They did line up Kyle Trask. Everyone knows how you feel about Kyle Trask, and, uh, and there's a lot of people who feel the same way. Um, so, you know, they, they didn't get worse. They didn't get better, but they're still great. So they get number two. Number three, I'm with you, the Buffalo Bills. I really do think that they're just one step away from greatness here when what we saw from them last year. Um, they really needed a pass rush. They drafted Gregory Rousseau in the first round, Carlos Besham Jr. in the second round. Uh, I would have loved to see them upgrade their running back position because they suffered from that in the postseason. Uh, but you can't, you, know, you can't complain about what we've seen with Josh Allen so far. So Buffalo Bills at three. Number four, I got the Baltimore Ravens because I've always been a Lamar Jackson apologist. <laughs> I like him a lot. He just needs targets, I think. And the Ravens did go get Rashad Bateman in round one and Tylen Wallace in the fourth round. Is it enough? I don't know. Um, but, you right. know, I can't imagine it makes them worse. So I'm giving the Ravens the benefit of the doubt at four. I'm with you on the Browns at five. We kind of sync up there. I, I, you know, it's one of those teams, Adam. I always feel like they're going to dominate. I always expect them to dominate just based on their roster construction because they're so well-rounded and they have all the right parts, and they just don't. I, they always, always come up short, and I don't know what the it, problem is. Um, it's I think injuries. And you know what? It's like, yeah? it's, like, it's like have they finally turned that corner at quarterback? And if you believe okay. that, and I, honestly, I believe – I believed in Mayfield from the beginning. Attitude, don't love it. But right. as far as pure talent, that's the, that, that's the game changer for them, I think, for real. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that very may well be, because I do like Baker Mayfield a lot. I think he obviously has a lot of personality, and I think he'd be, uh, he's a good quarterback. Um, yeah, maybe. We'll see what happens if he turn the corner this year. I mean, they did get Greg Newsom. They, they, uh, they shored up the defense, and they got my favorite value, one of my favorite values of the draft, Jeremiah Owusu-Karmoa in the second round. Oh, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, OBJ needs to stay healthy. That's definitely one part of it, and we'll see what happens there. Number six, and as I uh, kind of previewed when Lou was on the line, Green Bay Packers. Now, that's entirely dependent on Aaron Rodgers being there, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But as I said, you know, if if Rodgers plays, they're going to be good. That's just the bottom line. I hate to say it, but Rodgers makes them instant playoff contenders regardless of who else is out there with him. He's that good. Um, and it's really, it really hurts me to say that, being a Bears fan, but that's just the way it is. So if he plays, they're six. Seven, I have the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I know that we have a little bit of a, 
uh, a disagreement perhaps on Tutu Atwell, my man crush, uh, who they did uh, pick up in the draft. Um, but the Rams already have a solid receiving core. They got Woods, Cup, Jefferson, D-Jacks, and they upgraded the Matt Stafford. Uh, so I, I do like them. They have a solid defense. I like them at number seven. At number eight, I have the Seattle Seahawks. I'm kind of torn on this. I mean, there's all this bad juju with Russell Wilson. They didn't really add to his protection uh, at all. They picked up one new wide receiver in Dwayne Eskridge in the second round. Um, but, right. you know, I, as I've said, Wilson is magic. He's a magic man. If he can't do it, no one can. So um, I give them number eight just based on his track record. The 49ers uh, I have up there at number nine, and it's almost entirely based off the fact that, that 50% of the team was injured last year. Um, right. because they're so much better in 2019. I just can't believe they're that bad. So I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm giving them a, a mulligan on 2020. Uh, and Trey Lance is not going to start right away. It's going to be Jimmy G, and then we'll see how it goes from there. And I, I love the Colts pick because I have Colts at 10. Uh, I, I just don't have any idea of whether Carson Wentz will be good or not. I just don't know. I, I feel like they should be, um, and I feel like they got the right pieces there, and I love Jonathan Taylor, what he does for that offense. I love what they did uh, to upgrade their underrated defense with Cody Pei and Daya Odeyingbo in, in the first two rounds of the draft. Uh, I'm just a little queasy about what's going to happen on offense. But that's where I am with my top ten. I, we're not too far off. We're, we're not too far off. You have another, a couple surprises there. I love Arizona Cardinals. I love that pick. I wish I was daring enough to put them in my top <laughs> ten. So kudos to you, Adam, yeah. for that. That is fantastic. Um, all right. Let me quickly ask you about some of the things that, that you know, we – we kind of compare it out here. What do you think? And we're going to talk, and this is going to be our segue because mm-hmm. the Packers, you know, obviously right. I have some confidence in the Packers being, seeing them play almost all their games because they're an NFC North game. But um, what do you think about them? What do you think their outlook is even with Aaron Rodgers coming back? You know, I, I think they had an opportunity to really, you know, I understand the need for cornerbacks, but there was just other people, other players on the board. You know, you mentioned, you know, uh, JOK, and I understand there were some questions about, you know, I think it was possible uh, heart condition or something like that with him, and I think it came out that they weren't true. That would have been an ideal pick for them just to build up that, you know, that core a little bit. I think the cornerbacks, there was a deeper draft. They could have got better value. So I think where, where I had him that seven range, we're talking about, I think, another Aaron Rodgers MVP-type year with his defense becoming a top five for us to arguably really see them in an NFC championship situation. So I think they're in that situation where everything has to go right this year. And I think with what's going on with Rodgers right now, it's just not starting in the right direction. So I think that they'll, you know, they're definitely good with him there for 10-11 wins. But will they do more than that? I think, you know, we mentioned your Chicago Bears. You know, they got a lot better, in my opinion. So I think that division in itself, you know, the Lions are still nothing, you know, nothing to talk about. But I think Chicago got a lot better. So it's not going to be, you know, a cakewalk. Yeah, quietly, one of the better quarterback rooms. You never say that about Chicago. I can tell you that. One of the better quarterback rooms now, adding Justin Fields along with, uh, I know, I mean, I hated on Andy Dalton, but I love him as a backup. It's a good <laughs> and Nick situation. Foles is my number three. Yeah. I feel pretty good about that. You know, he can tell stories yeah. of his Super Bowl win. All right. So <laughs> let's move on to that Aaron Rodgers saga because there's a lot of stuff that happened here. And I kind of want to break it down. Um, I'll walk through it, and I'll try to do this quickly. But I want to get everybody on the same page. I mean, I think this would make a great reality show at this point, or maybe even a soap opera, because there's so much drama that we've seen here. So let's recap where we are. This is the part of the show where we say, 
as previously seen on Aaron Rodgers' saga. Okay, it all started on April 23rd, 2020. The Packers traded up from pick 30 to pick 26 to take Jordan Love in the first round, even after Rodgers had specifically criticized the organization for not finding him more protection and more targets. Clearly, that did not go well, and it festered for over a year until April 29th, 2021, the NFL draft uh, day where ESPN's Adam Schefter broke that Aaron Rodgers has specifically told, quote, certain members of the organization he does not want to return to the Green Bay Packers, unquote. Uh, of course, Adam Schefter later admitted he dropped it on, on, uh, on draft day uh, on purpose to get clicks. But, hey, you know what? I get it. I totally understand. So it wasn't really new news, but I think it's still news. Uh, that was quickly followed up by Pro Football Talks' Mike Florio reporting that Aaron Rodgers' trade wish list is the 49ers, Broncos, and Raiders. Very interesting to me about how he might fit in there. Apparently, Trey Wingo also reported that the Packers told Rodgers that he would be dealt before backing off and saying, oh, actually, we don't mean to deal you. So that, that sound, if that's true, obviously adding fuel to the already burning fire. And then on April 30th, Packers GM Brian Knutz said that the team would not trade Aaron Rodgers. He said, he's our quarterback. He's our leader. We've been working through this for a little while now. It may take some time but it gives us the best chance to win. And we're going to work toward that end uh, to watch. I say, no, duh, no, duh, Brian, of course, <laughs> it gives you the best chance to win. It's Aaron freaking Rogers. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. All right. May 3rd, Ian Rappaport reports that the Packers release of wide receiver, Jake Kumaro, just 24 hours after Rogers publicly praised him was the quote death knell in a team's relationship with Rogers, which is surprising to me because Jake Kumaro was on the field, what, like 10 times or 20 times. Right or so during the regular season. Um, anyway, it is what it is. May 5th, Mike Garofalo from the NFL Network reported that Rodgers told Green Bay free agents that he would not be the Packer in 2021. So he's going around telling all the free agents, guys, I'm out of here. So if you, that helps you make your decision. Uh, I'm not going to be around. All right, interesting. May 10th, we have NFL Network's Jesse Palmer reporting that Denver is a legitimate landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. The Broncos have been actively developing trade scenarios having the second most salary cap space in the league. And they're one of the few teams in the league that could absorb Rogers contract. So that sounds you know, reasonable to me. Sounds reasonable to me. And on May 11th, as you noted, Adam, Ian Rapport now reports that the Packers made quote, a significant unquote long-term contract extension offer to Rogers. And they have quote, zero plans whatsoever to trade him. Of course, engagement Rogers as agent has reportedly been minimal. So with that ridiculously convoluted background, and we got your little preview, your thoughts there, Adam. But let's let's get this in there. Let's dig in a little deeper here. What's going on? What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? You know, it, it's the relationship between him and the GM, uh, Brian Gutenz. They're saying that, you know, he's done. You just mentioned one situation, but then the other situation is, you know, wait until the third round to, you know, look at receiver again. It's almost like they're challenging him. Um, so is everything I'm reading, seeing the tea, you know, reading the tea leaves, He's saying that unless that GM's out, it's a power play. And apparently the offer was significant, but apparently what Rogers Camp is saying is he's due $21.5 this year. Unless that offer is double that, it's not just about making him the highest paid. It's doubling his $21.5 this year and making right. it even more every year after it goes up after that. So you're talking about a significant jump. That's the only way they'll even come to the table. So really 
it's a bar, it's disgruntled, but it's also an opportunity for a money grab. So I think if we're talking about an extension that's going to pay him in the realm of forty-three to forty-five million a year, Woo! I think he'll I think he'll stay there for three years and he'll he'll just he'll eat it because I think money talks. But in the end, I don't think that's what they're offering. I think a significant offer can still mean paying him to a Dax making close to that, but it's still not this exorbitant amount of money that he wants. came out and said he was in a similar situation, and after right. talking with Rodgers, he's confident it's done. I'm, I'm listening to him because he yeah. was in the exact same situation, almost the exact same amount of time. So, yeah, I think he's out. And you, you mentioned Denver. I couldn't think, you know, this is going to kill Washington fans. Who, right. you know, this has been the talk of, of, of Washington Twitter, but um, Denver is just the best situation. You mentioned the money. Uh, right. You mentioned um, Elway. Uh, they could actually yep. even, you know, even though Green Bay has Jordan Love, you know, they have two options right there. They have uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke would be definite somewhere they could package in that deal that would involve multiple first rounds. And, you know, that might even be a situation where, Green Bay can, you know, grab – they have a situation to grab one of those receivers and Jerry Judy or, you know, even something yeah. like them. Yeah. So, you know, that's a great situation for both teams. So, I see how Denver can come out great, but also how Green Bay can really turn their franchise around because Jordan Love is a guy that I spent a lot of time watching coming out. I think he's extremely underrated. Is he Aaron Rodgers? No. But that's not to say that he can be that – can't be that kind of caliber of player. So, I think in the end – Green Bay, it's probably just time they move on because I don't think it's a recipe that can go longer than this year. So I think it's, it's – and they're not going to fire GM. Teams just don't do that, and I think it's just not going to be – the money's just not going to be in enough at the end. Yeah, no, I agree. I think actually – I agree with you 1,000%. I don't only say this because of a lot of personal interest that I wish that Aaron Rodgers would leave Green Bay. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is that, you know, being a Packers fan, if I were a Packers fan – I, I obviously want to win now, but trading right. Aaron Rodgers may save you from a complete rebuild. You may right. save you from a complete rebuild because I think you can get a lot back. I mean, like you said, you can't possibly get more value for this guy than right now. And he's not getting younger, you know, um, right. you know, maybe he gets you two, three more good years, but you want to look down the, down the, down the pipeline here and figure out what are you going to do next? You know, have a good transition plan in place. You still, you still have a lot of great parts in Green Bay. Now, if Devonta Adams also leaves, that will make this yeah. basically a rebuilding year, I think. Um, but right. if he stays, I think they can be, they can still remain competitive. I don't know Jordan Love can keep him competitive, but like you said, Drew Locke, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is over there. Maybe, maybe you, you know, maybe you can get some of those guys to kind of bridge over and, and not only that, get a right. couple of first round draft picks, draft your quarterback next year. You know, I mean, there's a sure. lot that they can do in order to build off of this because, you don't. I mean, they're already it's fractured. It's a fractured relationship, and you're gonna be paying through the nose for a win now, win now, win now season. And if you don't get it, then you basically are looking at a massive rebuild after that. And that that may not be a great place for the Packers to be. So, um, totally agree with your uh, breakdown, Adam. That's fantastic. Um, so let's go ahead and get to our next and final topic of the day. It's Tim Tebow. That's right. <laughs> Everybody's. Favorite jump pass quarterback is back, but not as a quarterback as he's likely to be signed by the Jaguars as a tight end on a one-year contract. Deal isn't apparently official yet, but it will be in the next week or so. Tebow, who is now 33 years old, hasn't played a regular season game in nine years and will be attempting to change positions once he makes it back 
to the NFL. Keep in mind, Urban Meyer <laughs> knew him in college, guys. So don't underrate what that kind of connection might be. And, of course, the tight end room in Jacksonville is essentially empty. So there's a chance here that Tebow can make the 53-man roster. Current thoughts is that he will need to make uh, take on multiple roles to be seriously considered for the roster. But, wow, that would be really interesting. I mean, he's taken on multiple roles in the past, right? I mean, he's everything from QB at Denver to personal punt protector for the Jets prior to flaming out and moving on to baseball, which unsurprisingly he also flamed out on. So, okay, Adam, what are your thoughts about <laughs> Tim Tebow getting signed by the Jaguars? You know, when I put it, when I, when I saw the article and I shared, I, I just put one of those gifts of that, of, of a player just taking a huge hit because, you know, <laughs> it was a stretch, it was a stretch back when he was in the league to yeah. be a tight end, but now we're seeing the evolution of tight end. You know, they, you can, it's going to go about as good as his baseball career went. You know, I think that <laughs> he, he'll get it. He'll get into camp. It'll be a good story. But Urban Meyer, you know, you can't sleep on him. You know, you're talking about, you know, three roster spots for tight end. So I think there is a really good chance that he makes it. I think let's see who else is in front of him before I make a final call. But if it's really, you know, the depth is not good, I think he has a chance. But as far as pure talent, this is a joke. This is a sideshow because he's just, even when he played quarterback, his movements, everything he was doing, he did not look like a fluid receiver, tight end, anything like that. If you talk about anything, I'd be talking about maybe fullback, but the guy probably can't block. And I can't see him doing much better, you know, uh, um, as a tight end in that role. And again, I I just think it's just a little more of a sideshow kind of thing. I think it helps Jacksonville with their PR a little bit. It gets a little more, you know, national attention on them. And and everybody knows that's what they need. Yep. You know, all these years of blacked out games, you know, that they need the, all the attention they can get. And is yep. it going to be Lawrence, you know, and Urban Meyer? Is that going to be enough? Yep. I, I think, you know, you get Tebow, you get, you know, the national media in there during camp. By the time you get to, you know, that end of the preseason, the eyes are on you. So Tebow, he maybe makes it to tight end three. But in the end, yeah, I, I don't see it in the end. But you just never, with Urban Meyer, you know, we, we've seen crazier things. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I uh, agree. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me because, you know, I've always been uh, a Tim Tebow hater, not personally, but when everybody was saying he was going to be an NFL quarterback, because just watching him play in college, I mean, he was fun to watch and he's a good guy, right? Right. Two two, two ways about it. Love Tim Tebow, the guy. Okay. Let me separate that from the game from being on the field, but he wasn't an NFL quarterback. He just wasn't built to be an NFL quarterback. I mean, a lot of what he did was, like I said, ridiculous jump passes, which will never work in the NFL unless you're Patrick Mahomes, and you, and just you know, barrel his way in from a yard out or a half yard out. I mean, how many times did he do that when he was in Florida and even when he started in Denver? So really, at the end of the day, pretty one-dimensional. I don't think it's going to lead to him being uh, making the 53-man roster, but who knows? Maybe, you know, money talks, and they definitely need money. Right. They need fans, and uh, that why not capitalize on the excitement? All right. That brings us to the end of the show. Let's hit the air horn on the show. Oh, it always goes so quickly. Adam, what do you have to promo for us this week? Yeah, you know, we just put out on the Burgundy and Gold Report.com. Uh, Washington had two free agent visits, uh, one former Dolphin safety, Bobby McCain, and yep. uh, Leno Jr., a left tackle. You should know him very well out of Chicago. Yes. Uh, yes. Durable type, uh, you know, one of those guys is kind of maybe keeps the Great seat story warm too. for Samuel Cosme who Washington yep. drafted in the second round. You know, we don't want to throw him to the Wolves, you know, as a team. But other than that, um, as we spoke last time I was on, uh, working on phase two, uh, 
unlike a lot of sites, they'll just put out a quick reaction on the draft picks. Uh, we're walking on all the draft picks from seven all the way to the first pick of Washington. We're spending, you know, three to five games on each prospect. We're going to put out something really special that's coming soon, similar to what we had going, but this is going to be phase two. So, again, stay tuned for that, uh, theburgundyandgoldreport.com, and follow us on Twitter, the BNG Report, lowercase r. Yes, absolutely do that, and come back next week because we're going to talk about undrafted free agents, some of the best signings and some of the best that are out there. <clears throat> Jeremy Bell, anybody? I mean, there's going to be uh-huh. uh, some great things that yeah. we're going to be talking about there. It's, I think this, it's, it's so great to talk about the guys, the UDFAs out there who got signed, the ones that are available, some best stuff out there. They really make a right. difference. They really can make a difference, and I, and I think it's yep. going to be fun to talk about all those guys. It's going to be really fun. Definitely. So definitely tune in next week. Um, for that because it will be something that you probably won't get anywhere else because we love to give you that type of content. And you can follow me at Twitter, on Twitter, at FB Garbage Time. And as usual, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Hail DC.